It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. What is 93? The day, I know what it is, a number, and the number is scary because I read the first thing in the morning before I have coffee, I read the obits. So if I'm not in it, I'll have breakfast. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the show. I'm Tom Sumner along with my co host, Andrea Sutton. And, uh, hey, good morning. And we heard the uh, words of Carl Reiner <laughs> opening up the show, and of yeah. course the theme from Dick Van Dyke, and and probably everybody is familiar with the Dick Van Dyke show, and and not so much Carl Reiner, but yet he's he had such a phenomenal career, and we're going to be remembering him this hour, and I hope that um, people will feel comfortable enough and, and be interested enough to want to call in and, and share their thoughts about Carl, whether they knew him or not. The phone lines are, uh, are open at 810-339-8255. So you can hear it right there. The phone lines are open and uh, ready for your calls. Um, you know, I... I'm not sure how to how to really set this up because he's not as famous as people who have accomplished as much as he has accomplished. Uh, people that that pay a lot of attention to show business, of course, are are familiar with him, um, and, and and may not even know why. Uh, you know, the, he's he's got a familiar face. The name is familiar, 
But one of the things about Carl Reiner that really impressed me was how he always tried to make other people look good, whether he was acting or being a straight man in a comedy skit. Um, you know, he he really embodied support for other people. I, I don't know how to, how to put it any better than that. And I've been uh, really fortunate, as you know, Andrea, to have interviewed some fascinating people. I've done hundreds of interviews over the last decade and more. Um, and And if I had to pick one interview, it would be Carl Reiner as my favorite interview. Yeah, yeah, really. That it was such a joy just sitting in on it too. It well, really was. And and the thing that's that's um, that was so incredible about the interview, and and I generally like people, and I I'm generally open to a lot of different kinds of pursuits, you know, writers and musicians and actors and politicians and so on. Um, but when I interviewed Carl Reiner, I felt like I was in his living room. I was going to say something like that. He was very sincere. He was very sincere. And warm and friendly. You and know, remember, exactly. And we've talked a lot about how um, there was a funny moment when I was interviewing uh, Cindy Williams, who mm -hmm. was uh, Shirley on Laverne and Shirley, kind of a spinoff of uh, Happy Days. And um, I was asking her why TV, to, TV today as opposed to back then, and that would have been, you know, the, the early 70s. Yeah. Um, why why it seemed so much more fun back then and and she said the mirth is gone and you know i wouldn't i wouldn't have chosen that word i wouldn't have thought of that word but it so perfectly describes the um the lack of humor that that we seem to be experiencing these days whether mm -hmm. it's the hatred and vitriol on social media um, you know the, the battle between fake news and and uh, um, political parties and all the stuff that we you know that we focus on um, in in the news and and uh, in our communications and so on. And I, I can't think of a better way to describe that malaise that we feel, well, especially in this country. I think people are taking themselves too seriously now. Yeah, and 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 I was going to say that you know the the mirth is gone, and yeah. I can't think of anyone I've ever met or spoken to that embodies mirth more than Carl Reiner did. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. whether he and was. One thing, go ahead. One thing I really liked about him is that. He made other people look good. Oh, exactly. You know what With, I mean? Whether he, he was... He made other people look good without 
wanting acknowledgement for it. That seems to be his whole aura. You know what I mean? It just seemed, he just seemed to exude that. Making other people look good, but not stepping on toes. I don't know. It's really weird, but over his life, I mean, shoot, he did all these shows, you know, spring all these people to stardom, I guess. It seems kind of dramatic to say it, but it's true. And you and know? this is interesting in the uh, in the lead for a piece about his uh, passing. And I and I should mention the reason that we're focusing on Carl Reiner is that he passed away Monday night uh, at home of natural causes at age ninety eight. Um, Dang. And in in the. Uh, and of course, all the newspapers around the country have carried it. There have been lots of posts and and so on. Um, but he, uh, there's a, a piece in the uh, New York Times. Carl Reiner, multifaceted master of comedy, is dead at 98. <laughs> and here's how they describe him in, in in the opening sentence. And I love this description. Okay. Mr. Reiner was a gifted comic actor, but he spent most of his career slightly out of the spotlight exactly writing directing and letting others get the laughs yep that's exactly what i was trying to say it's so they did perfectly, it much better well they I, did it much better they really did I, I i mean they really put it perfectly and i i've been a fan of his since long before doing the interview which i did back in 2013 and by the way we're going to spend this whole first hour reminiscing about Carl Reiner and talking about his career. But then we'll hear Carl Reiner. We'll hear that interview I did in 2013 uh, right after he finished his book, I Remember Me. <laughs> and and what better, <laughs> what better way to remember Carl Reiner than to have him remember himself in his own words. Yeah. And that, that's coming up in the next hour. But... Um, I think most people associate the last name Reiner with um, Meathead. Oh yeah, Rob Reiner. Because, Rob Reiner. Yeah, who, because as soon who, as as soon as I said something to my boyfriend about Reiner dying, he's like, "Oh, Meathead." <laughs> no, his dad. <laughs> no, in fact, uh, you'll hear in the interview uh, coming up uh, during the second hour of the show, you'll hear. Um, Carl Reiner actually kind of dogged me a little bit because, and I thought <laughs> I thought it was such a clever icebreaker question, you know, kind of thing, to ask yeah. him if he was best remembered as Alan Brady on the Dick Van Dyke Show or Rob Reiner's dad. And he goes, "Oh no," he says, "People don't remember me from any of that." He says, "They remember me from the Ocean movies." <laughs> and it, it was like, uh, man, I'm being schooled by this. At that time, I think he was, uh, well, I think he was 91 at that time. Okay. And he was still working. He was still doing stuff this year. Um, yeah. You know, he just. That I did not know. Well, he and uh, he and Mel Brooks, who were lifelong friends, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit, too, uh, during this hour and. uh and you'll hear more about it in the next. But um, they were they were buddy buddies. 
They weren't just yeah, a team yeah. that had some success or had worked together on some different shows and projects. They sat around the house and watched TV together. <laughs> I mean, they were they were buddy buddies, and they got together and uh, took a picture with uh, Carl Reiner's daughter. And they're sitting on the couch, and I'm not sure whose home it was in, hers or one of theirs. But there's Carl Reiner and uh, Annie Reiner, I believe, and Mel Brooks yeah. sitting on the couch wearing Black Lives Matter T-shirts. Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. And that was cool. And and I urge people to, um, you know, go look at some of the pictures of Carl Reiner. Uh, he was he celebrated Mel Brooks's birthday here a week or two ago. And, How cool! And um, there's there's a, a picture of him, Carl uh, Reiner taking a knee. Oh. So that's how cool. that's how current and contemporary he was. He was tweeting mostly on political things here uh, over the last oh, yeah, year yeah. or two. But he um, and and as as we move on now, we've got a break coming up in a couple of minutes. But but in the next segment, I, I want to talk about some of the things that he did because he he influenced everyone who ever made you laugh. <laughs> from 1950 on, yeah, the whole last much. the whole last half of the last century, everybody that became a comedian did so in part because of being influenced in one way or another by Carl Reiner or his work. And the book I that that I interviewed him about uh, back in 2013, he had just come out with it called "I Remember Me," and when you open the the book. The first, I don't know, ten pages are accolades from the likes of Steve Martin and Billy Crystal and Robin Williams and David Letterman, and and they're all saying the same thing. Dick Van Dyke, they're they're all saying the same thing that you know they Carl Reiner is in part the reason that they do what they do. Yep. And, yep. we'll, and we'll explain what that means and, and uh, okay. how that happened uh, as as we talk. I, I did a little research. I, I, I went snooping around online as if I, you know, I I had read the book. I remember me, and and of course interviewed Carl Reiner in in a way that was very up close and personal in a lot of ways, even though it was a telephone interview. Um, but. Uh, but I wanted to look some things up and, and print some things out so I would have, you know, notes in front of me in case we don't get yeah. a lot of people calling in and sharing their impressions and experiences. Um, once again, that number is 810-339-8255. And I have so much stuff here, I don't even know where to begin. And we're going to... Begin. <laughs> but, but we are going to tear into some of that coming up uh, after the break. Um when we uh, continue remembering Carl Reiner, who passed away Monday night at age 98 after nearly a century of wow. making other people, helping other people make people laugh and, and, uh, and making people laugh himself. We'll be right back with more.
N O I D E R, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T I double R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part. Because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having play dates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual play dates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. Can the lady of the house, please? You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again, this time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, here Elvis from Graceland in the Sky. Soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, Early Gate Rock, all dug up, lying in the chapel, and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes. The king inside. 
a must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in check or money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residence, add $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Hello. (laughs) As you can tell, the phone lines are open at 810-339-8255 as we spend this hour reminiscing about uh, Carl Reiner, multifaceted master of comedy who passed away Monday at age 98 of natural causes. And um, we... I was doing a little research, and his last voiceover was Toy Story 4, and the role was Carl Reiner Osiris. I know, right? <laughs> Isn't that cute? It's It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, Who'd have thunk? That is so cool. And and I, I <laughs> mentioned the the phone lines. We're I, I'm hoping to have some people call in and share their impressions of Carl Reiner and um, experiences if they have any at eight one zero three three nine eight two five five. You know, I was um, so excited about doing the uh, the interview with Carl Reiner back in two thousand thirteen. And a little did I know amidst, I, I mean, I had been a fan of his. I was very familiar with his work even before I read his mm-hmm. uh, autobiography. And he's done about four right. memoirs. He's he's written several books. But what a lot of people don't realize, they, you know, they, they think of him maybe, uh, well, let, let, me, let me just do this just to put it in a little perspective. Um, in the interview coming up in the next hour, he talks uh, a little bit about the WPA because his brother alerted him to a class they were having, um, an acting class as part of the the works, uh, whatever I can't remember what it was called. Um, oh, what was it? Um, the works program, basically. Well, well it was a works program. Uh, and and it was uh, uh-huh. an outgrowth of of efforts to uh, mitigate the uh, economic impact of the uh, depression, and okay. he took an acting class <clears throat> as part of the WPA, and and he said it it changed the trajectory of his life, and he started immediately, uh, you know, getting in plays and and he toured a little. He did Shakespeare, and he was he was headed to be a serious actor and then the the war came along world war 2 yeah and he uh was a radio operator and then uh, later got into the uh the group that did entertaining and he kind of turned himself into a stand-up comedian for that <clears throat> and then uh, after the war he um started uh working a little bit in bits and pieces and then in 1950 
he ended up on uh, Sid Caesar's Your Show of Shows. He'd done a couple of shows before that, but they weren't his his big break. And, and he says it was like going to comedy college when he uh, joined the Sid Caesar uh, Your Show of Shows and then later Caesar's okay. Hour. And um, the writing Your staff, Show of Shows was like a, a comedy sketch kind of yeah, I'm it was it was sketch enough. sketch comedy, and uh, okay. and and all revolving around uh, Sid Caesar, and okay. and it's important to talk about your show of shows because that's really where Carl Reiner landed successfully in show business. He appeared on camera, but he also learned to do some writing, and the people that he learned to do writing from were Mel Brooks. Neil Simon, Larry Gelbart. These are some of the guys that were on the staff, the writing staff for that show. They, they Could you imagine s- being a fly on the wall? That would be so cool. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And and he says he just, you know, he, he couldn't take on information fast enough from these people. He's, you know, serving... <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, uh, a great... Um, Let's see if I can find the clip here. Oh yeah, I've got it right here. Here's here's just a, a little snippet with um He's playing the straight man to Sid Caesar, which he did a lot <laughs> on your show of shows. From aside like a register of protest, this is preposterous, you can't fire us all. I like you. I like you because you got spunk there, Kent. You ain't spunky. <laughs> a little snippet from your show of shows. But then um, what happened was he, um, and, and he had tremendous success um, on camera and off. He won multiple awards. He, he won multiple Emmys for uh, primetime Emmys for his um, acting um, writing, producing over the years, but started right off in your show of shows, winning awards for his performances. And so okay. he did, he put together a, uh, a show. Um, it was head of the family or man of the house, something like that, but it was a pilot and they actually filmed, They well, I don't know if they filmed. They filmed the pilot, but he had written 13 episodes based on his life as a comedy writer uh, <laughs> working for your show of shows. And the character's name was Rob Petrie. Okay, yeah. Who lived in New Rochelle. And uh, here's a... Your son dislikes you. What are you saying? How could he dislike me? I'm his father. Some children have been known to hate their fathers. He's only six years old. He doesn't know me long enough to hate me. (laughs) (laughs) That's Carl Reiner uh, from the pilot for head of the uh, head of the family, and um, now that's that's comedy that's timeless because it's still. It still, still rings true today. Yeah, it still, still rings true today. And 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 that was the key. He understood life, and People. he wrote about stuff that that was familiar to him. Like I said, you know, he made up this character Rob Petrie. Now, as we know, that went on to become the uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. 
Yeah. And, yep. and it was the Dick Van Dyke show was based on Carl Reiner's life up to that point. And that was interesting. That was 50 years ago. And he kept uh-huh. and he kept on trucking. Well, here's here's a little. Uh, let's see if I can find a, a little snippet from. Yeah, here's here's a little something from. Uh, now these are exchanges with, and he played a recurring role. He wrote that show and produced that show. It was, uh, and I remember seeing you know his name in the credits, Carl Reiner. You know, as as being a big yeah. part of of why that show existed. But he played the uh, recurring role, Alan Brady, and um, which was Dick Van Dyke's boss, right? Yeah, yeah. It, okay. Um, okay. Think of uh, you know Dick Van Dyke being Carl Reiner writing for your show of shows, and Alan Brady was Sid Caesar. <laughs> okay, now I get it. It was the grumpy old Alan Brady uh, with uh, Mary Tyler Moore, who played uh, Laura Petrie. Let's see if I've got another little snippet from the Dick Van Dyke show. It was an accident. An accident? So it was Custer's last stand. You want a scalp to hang on your belt? (laughs) (laughs) Alan Brady and uh, Mary Tyler Moore from the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, but the the thing that I that I found interesting, I didn't realize it until I started looking back that um, Carl Reiner had some huge successes with films that he wrote. Um, he wrote yeah, uh, one series I was not really familiar with was the Ocean series, the movies. Well. Back in the day, um, the Rat Pack did a movie called Ocean's Eleven. And it was Frank Sinatra okay. and, and um, Sammy Martin. Davis Jr. and, you know, the whole Rat Pack, uh, Peter Lawford. They, and, and they were a group of, uh, oh. Uh, uh, Joey Bishop was in there, too, I think. Yeah, he? yeah, I think so. And, yeah, and, okay. Anyway, they were scheming to... Um, rob a casino, a great big casino heist, <laughs> millions of dollars, and you know they had this very intricate plan, and you know, it, and it follows them through it. But it was kind of a romp for those guys. It was kind of written for those guys to you know riff and be cool and you know wear tuxedos and stuff. <laughs> well. <laughs> The Brat Pack, <laughs> which uh, a few of the more contemporary actors were called for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Did a reboot called Ocean's Eleven and is the same basic premise. And, and they ended up doing a couple of sequels from it. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, they had a group of guys and they were... Um, you know, kind of a gang that was going to knock off this uh, this casino. Al Pacino in, in uh, Ocean's 13 played the casino owner. I, I mean, it, it had big stars. Anyway, Carl Reiner played in those uh, in those movies. Here's a little uh, 
a little snippet. <laughs> he was also the oldest member of the cast when these films were old-timer, I gotta say, I just can't do it. At my age, I think I earned the right to be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start using that line. <laughs> Anyway, he, um, yeah, he, (laughs) that, I I can't think, when were those, uh, when were those made? Um, Uh, 2000s, early, mid, 2010, something like that. Let's take a look here. I was too busy raising kids, I think, at that point, (laughs) to go see any movies. Oh, he reprised his role as Alan Brady from the Dick Van Dyke Show in 1995 for an Jeez. episode of um, Mad About You. And he won a, a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series. No fake. <laughs> yeah. No cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me... I remember watching, I remember watching It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, and my dad just laughing up a storm. Well, that was, that was a, that was a, a, a th- great cast. That was a fun movie, yeah. And Sid Caesar was in that. Yep, exactly. Um, That's the only exposure I had with him in the movies. Oh, here we go. Maybe I maybe I have it here. Um, no, just some of the. Yeah, I can't find the years on those uh, oceans movies. the The problem is I have, have they, so much stuff. Have here. they Have they announced a service date or memorial or anything like that? Not that I've seen. That's what yet. I was wondering. Yeah, not with that COVID I've seen and everything. That. Let me uh, thumb through this uh, New York Times piece and see if they have. Um, anyway, what I started to say was um, his uh, box office uh, success. Um, he directed. Was mostly behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah, he directed Oh God. That I did not know. Him and George Burns together. Could you imagine? Yeah, here's, uh, let's see. That would have been epic. Yeah, here you go. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help me, me. So help you, you. <laughs> if it pleases the court, and even if it doesn't please the court, I'm God, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I oh I that would have been cool. That would have been really cool to be a fly on the wall with those two, George Burns and him in the same room. Let's see. Uh, Ocean's Eleven was um, two thousand one, and then. Um, okay. He, uh, they, they did two sequels, uh, Oceans 12 in 2004 and Oceans 13 in 2007. Uh, let's see. Um, 
Oh, he was featured in a uh, documentary in 2017 that was titled after one of his uh, his great quotes. We opened the show with it. If you're not in the obit, eat breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of one-liners. I love it. But it used to it used to crack me up because he would pop up in places so unexpectedly. I'd turn on uh, um, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He was on that show forty seven times. No fake. I had no idea. Um, and and then uh, and he talked about that. He did the show once when uh, remember uh, Conan O'Brien was hosting it briefly. And, yeah, uh, he yeah, did, he did one of those episodes, and he mentioned it then, that he had been on The Tonight Show 47 times. And, you know, I would watch shows he would pop up, you know, with Dinah Shore. Or, um, uh, you know, he was in uh, Hot in Cleveland. Um, that one I don't even remember, even the name. Oh, he said he loved doing that show because he got to kiss uh, Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> Even on the lips. <laughs> yeah, I, when when I did a little bit of research, his wife was on When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah, that's a funny scene. And, of course, oh, that, that film it. was made by uh, by Rob Reiner, his son. Yeah. And, uh, and they cast his mom, Estelle, in that scene in the restaurant. <laughs> Um, oh, I have what she's having. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the great one-liners of uh, movie <laughs> history, I think. Um, yep. <laughs> but uh, they were she married. She was a beautiful lady. And a tremendous singer. And they were... Uh, oh, I did not know that. Yep, they were uh, together for, I think, 63 60 years. 60 years, yeah. yeah. Before she died. And and he talks about that in his book as well, and and talks about her some in the interview. Um, like I said earlier, and and there's so much to talk about with regard to Kyle Reiner, and, and you know, like I said, and I think the New York Times put it brilliantly when they said that you know he was um, he spent most of his career slightly out of the spotlight. He was actually in the spotlight, but but not the one the, sh the spotlight was shining on. But that's what he did. And you'll hear in the interview coming up uh, at the top of the hour, and for the full hour, next hour, um, you'll hear him talking about, in, in a lot of ways, everybody but him. You know, he talks about uh -huh. his parents. He talks about his wife. He talks about his kids. He talks about Mel Brooks. He talks about, you know, all of these... Uh, these other people talked about Albert Brooks, who was a friend of uh, Rob's, and um, and and how brilliant he thought he was, and and he he just had all these accolades for everybody else. Um, the only thing is, is that he got a little upset with me because when I was talking about all the awards he'd won, I didn't mention uh, the Mark Twain Prize for comedy, oh, okay. for for American humor. Um, and he won that in 2000. And he said, I'm sitting here staring at it right now. And then he talks about <laughs> a, a little skit that Albert Brooks did for the people that were were there in the, at, at the uh, 
Reiner home, and he said, and he wrapped himself in the curtains, those curtains over there. I'm looking yeah. at them right now, <laughs> and, and that's and that's why I say the interview coming up in the next hour. It it really felt when I was talking to him like I was at his house. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. it was and it was great. And, and he it, was just so sincere, so sincere. And it was a wonderful interview because uh, it was on the heels of him having written a memoir. So we got a chance to, you know, talk about how his career unfolded and, you know, how he went from one opportunity to the next. Um, and, of course, the, we haven't even mentioned his, well, we, we did mention it casually, his lifelong friendship with Mel Brooks and their collaboration. Yeah, I wonder how he's, I wonder how he's handling it. I mean... Men and their friendship just, you know, of course I'm not a man, but men's relationships really mean a lot, especially if you've been friends for that long. Well, yeah, they teamed up in, in 1950. They became friends working yeah. at, at uh, your show of shows. And then um, uh, it wasn't very long after that, probably seven or eight years later, that they uh, they were doing a show and they put together and and it was purely an improvisation um the original version of the 2000 year old man which had right. carl <laughs> carl as the straight man doing an interview yeah. and this was something he'd done with sid caesar a number of times but he um did the uh he was the straight man and interviewed the 2000 year old man played by mel brooks <laughs> and they won a Grammy for that. I'm just giggling because I'm replaying it in my head as soon as you're talking about it. Well, here's, here, here's a little snippet. Many, many hundreds of years ago, most men had more than one wife. Yeah. Did you practice polygamy in those days? I never practiced it. I was perfect at it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was... Um, and I was reading, someone had uh, um, put up a post, you know, an R.I.P. When, when you see, you know, somebody that, that you liked from the world of entertainment or, or just whatever, when, when an obit pops up and people share it and say, rest in peace, you know, Carl Reiner or yeah. Aretha Franklin or whoever it happens to be. And um, they were writing about Carl Reiner and described that, he was the one who sort of created the concept in for uh, improvisation and, and ad-libbing of always saying yes and, you know, to keep it always moving forward. Oh, You know, you never okay. shut it down. And he, that was, he said that was a gift he had, and, and it became the model for how people do um improvisation banter yeah okay and uh, free anyway, banter anyway. yeah okay uh it's um i don't know it's, it's, he just had such an amazing uh life and and career and like i said if i had to pick a favorite interview it would be carl reiner um and and largely because he made me feel at home and i was the one conducting yeah. the interview uh, but it was uh, it, that's that that full interview is coming up at the top of the hour. We've got uh, a break here, but we're going to come back and um, 
and and the phone lines are still open. I, I would love to hear somebody else's thoughts about Carl Reiner and his work. Eight one zero three three nine eight two five five is the number to call, and uh, love to uh, love to hear from you. So, anyway, on that on that note, we're going to take a short break, and then uh, we'll be back uh, with some more reminiscing about. Carl Reiner, who passed away Monday at age 98 at his home in Beverly Hills. Um, just a phenomenal uh, human being. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling author photographers and writers from National Geographic as well as artists, musicians, candidates and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood 
or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, 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 take it away. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Like me, I'm his father. Some children have been known to hate their fathers. He's only six years old. He doesn't know me long enough to hate me. <laughs> You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help me, me. So help you, you. If it pleases the court, and even if it doesn't please the court, I'm God, Your Honor. Ranking old-timer, I gotta say, I just can't do it. At my age, I think I'm in the right to be selfish. Many, many hundreds of years ago, most men had more than one wife. Yeah. Did you practice polygamy in those days? I never practiced it. I was perfect at it. <laughs> so what is 93? The day, I know what it is, a number. And the number is scary because I read the first thing in the morning before I have coffee, I read the obits. So if I'm not in it, I'll have breakfast. <laughs> And welcome back, everybody. We're remembering the life of Carl Reiner, who passed away Monday at age 98. That was just a, a little collage of, or montage rather, of uh, uh, ways in which uh, Carl Reiner has uh, brought mirth into the world throughout his nearly century of life and laughter. <laughs> just so good at one liners. I'm just still giggling. Oh, that's, and I know. That's I, and and that's just that's just uh, scratching uh, the surface because, yeah. um, you know, his his film credits are are many. I mean, and and award winning, and and some real box office successes. He wrote The Jerk with Steve Martin, mm-hmm. and. Uh, directed oh god and and there were a number of big uh big smash things but like i was saying in the last segment he would just pop up places i i'd be 
you know, watching The Tonight Show, and all of a sudden they bring out Carl Reiner, and he, you know, would have some little appearance coming up, or he'd be booked on a, some somebody's variety show, and he would just show up in all these places. Even after I saw on Facebook the other day, um, noticed that he had passed away. In fact, somebody sent me a private message because they knew that oh, okay. I had interviewed him and, and how much I loved doing that interview with Carl Reiner. And it was, um, it was uh, strange because I, I went, after seeing that on Facebook, I, I just happened later to turn on the TV and they're playing Ocean's 13. And there's yeah, and there's Carl weird. Reiner, and I, I would you know, and, and it's happened like that for me throughout my life because I've been aware of him even though he was somewhat behind the scenes a lot. Um, he never really stopped getting up in front of the camera, but uh, mm-hmm. as we were talking about earlier in the hour, um, one of the things that that made Carl Reiner what I would refer to as an exemplary human being was that fact that he always gave space to the people that he was working with and and, uh, appearing Mm -hmm. with. You know, he would be the straight man. Sid Caesar said he was the the best straight man that ever lived. Um, Hmm. Mel Brooks would say the same thing. In fact, Mel Brooks said, you know, the, the thing about Carl was not only did he have his own timing, but he had my timing. <laughs> and so he... he That's why knew, they worked so well together. Yeah, yeah. He, he knew how to ask a question and, you know, set it up so that when Mel Brooks would respond, he would know when to interject and, and mm-hmm. help punctuate what Mel, Mel Brooks... His, whatever Mel Brooks's riff was, Carl could jump in and out of it and and punctuate what he was doing, and uh, he he was phenomenal. And you'll hear some really fun uh, uh, stories that that he tells about him and Mel Brooks, and about uh, I mentioned uh, Albert Brooks is a very funny story the way he tells it, and then he just gushes about. Uh, his son Rob, well, all of his children, but um, yeah. but we uh, talked quite a bit about the um, the movie The Princess Bride, the Rob Reiner movie, <laughs> and um, and he loves Love that, that movie, <laughs> and he, and he quotes things from that movie, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and Jeff Sherman who. Um, uh, has been on the show a couple of times, um, but I did an interview with him oh, many, may, maybe maybe ten years ago. Uh, he and his uh, cousin had um, they were the sons of the Sherman brothers from Disney mm-hmm. that, that wrote all the the Disney musicals. Um, you know, they wrote "It's a Small World" and they wrote all the music for Mary Poppins and bed knobs and broomsticks and you know they they had written all those those little ditties we would call them now but um he uh talked about having he put a post up on facebook recently um 
talking about uh, he and his cousin had had done a um, movie about their dads, the Sherman Brothers, they were known as. Mm-hmm. And um, he talked, uh, he, he was telling a story about having met Carl Reiner on two or three occasions. And on one of those occasions, I, I think maybe the first time he met Carl Reiner, when he was introduced, Carl Reiner said, Oh, Sherman, uh, are you related to the Sherman brothers? And he said, yeah, that's my dad and my uncle. And uh, he said, I thought that movie that that you guys did, The Boys, I, I, I think that was a great thing you did. He says, I haven't seen it, and I would like to see it. Can you give me a copy? Oh, cool. And, uh, and so Jeff did. He gave him a copy. Carl Reiner went home and watched the movie and then sent Jeff a thank you note for letting him have the movie but also complimenting Aww. the work and and what a cool project it was, and and Jeff was uh, was really moved by that and and reprinted the note from Carl Reiner, um, and and he talked about just you know what a great and warm human being he was, and even in the last few weeks, I mean, right up until he died. He and Mel Brooks uh, did some some video stuff on wearing masks and, and you know staying at home and you know I, I mean he he worked right up till the end and he uh, yeah. he said a few years ago in an interview I think for for CBS uh, uh, on Sunday morning um, they asked him if you know when when if when was he planning to retire and he says retire he says i may be old but i'm not crazy <laughs> and so you know he he just he kept right on trucking right up until the very end and so i i thought it was important uh to acknowledge and it, it's kind of a guilty pleasure for me because as i've said a, a few times if i had to pick a single interview and say it was my favorite this would have to be my favorite interview and and that's saying something because I've been really blessed. I've had some phenomenal guests on this program. But mm-hmm. Carl Reiner was uh, my favorite interview. And you'll find out why coming up in about uh, about three minutes. Because the next hour is Carl Reiner in his own words. A full hour with Carl Reiner from my 2013 interview. How cool. That was a good one to sit in on. Like I said before, that was that was a pleasure. That really was. Well, at one point, now the the interview has been edited to fit our current format. Mm-hmm. Um, I di- I didn't take much out. I did have to cut it by about three minutes. But um, oh, okay. there was there was a point where I had to. I used to uh, fake a break if I was pre-recording an interview. I I would just say. Um, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And I would stop the recording and I would start the recording. It was a way of editing live. And I would say, welcome back. And we'd get right back into it. And he missed the part where I was faking it. And so he thought I was going to commercial and he said, okay, good, because I have to go to the bathroom. I'll (laughs) I'll go to the bathroom and and I'll come back. And when you come back, I'll be here. And and it was was really funny. He just, you know. (laughs) It was. (laughs) That's one of the reasons why I just felt so at home 
with the guy. And yep. like I say, you'll hear that interview coming up in just a few minutes. And <laughs> Andrea is uh, going to be signing off, but she will be uh, joining us to kick things off tomorrow on the show. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And thanks again. I will see you tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Take care. Okay, bye. And with that, we're going to take a short break for Top of the Hour ID, and then we're going to spend an hour with Carl Reiner as we remember a comic legend. You pilots, get off of my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here! It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on! Go on, get out of here! 